You said bum. <laughs> you guys sure said bum. It's a musical um, term. It's a musical term, bum. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey guys. What's oh, yeah. happening? Tell us everything. Here we are. There we are. Here we are. Here we are. Sorry, we've been a little busy. A little busy. A little committed to other things at the moment. Yeah, so maybe not that little, we don't care about you. Maybe a little overcommitted. Yeah, well, that happens. Story of my life. Um, Either over or under. It's true. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's new, Shar? What's new? Not much. I'm still in the middle of Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. nonsense rehearsals have begun. Nonsense. I think we told them about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing Little Mermaid. It opens on March 2nd, Thursday, March 2nd. And it's really good. It's super good. Oh, it's epic. It's epic, some would well, it's say. it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, it's good. You said that. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you had anything else to add. Several times. Um, it's really exciting, actually. The kids, I mean, the colors are eye-popping. How's that? Yes, it is My eyes popped out when I came around the corner to the back of the theater the other day during rehearsal. I wondered what that was on the floor. I slipped on. <laughs> and uh, I was like, bam, color on stage. I think it was before Under the Sea. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we put out a really great picture the other day of Under the Sea costumes. Yeah, I did. And there are nice pictures. And guess what? What? We're on Fox 13 in the morning. Oh my gosh, how exciting. I cannot well, wait. Well, late high is because Fox 13, Big Buddha. We love Big Buddha. Lots. Like, the whole morning will be about Little Mermaid. So if it you want to see be about previews Little of Little Mermaid that are not just pictures, then you should tune into Fox 13 tomorrow morning. It's going to be exciting. Oh, you know what else I had this past week that I was what? super excited about? A I nap? About you. Well, no, I did not get that. Mm. I would have loved that. Um, I remember the days when I used to take naps. <laughs> Sorry, you distracted me. I don't know how much you I gotta know. be honest. I'm thinking about a nap right now while you're talking. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay, go. Food makes oh, I love me happy. Food. Yes. Or makes me mad. I love food. But it's not good. Food's it one of my favorite mad. things. I love food. Yeah. I had something this past week. And you didn't share it with me? No, you had one too. Died and gone to heaven. Oh, the cookies. Oh my gosh. From Sips. Yes. Ah, that cookie was so good. It was Soft. so good. Delicious. Tangy. Tasty. Smooth. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what the name of it was. Sips. They had a, no, the cookie. Oh, it was a twist of lime. To ah. A lime... lime. A limey twist. Well, it had a lime a slice on it. You squeeze a little lime on that frosting and, oh, so good. Oh, I'm dreaming about it now. Can we go get one? Yeah. No? Um, their official name is Sips and Sweet Treats. Uh, and they're in Layton. You can they're find them on new. Facebook under at Sips and Sweet Treats. <laughs> they're over by Yes Copy. I love you more than Diet Coke. Well, that's true. That's not hard. That coast disgusting. Right? They I have agree. double stamp day. Today is double stamp. To 
day is double stamp well, then day. We what day is today? Today's Thursday. We could go there every Thursday and be double stamped. Now we have two friends, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. I know, because we'll, I, I will say that I like Soda Crazy's drinks better. I do too. But Sips and Sweet Treats has they way better cookies. Better cookie. Oh, that mm -hmm. cookie was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Delicious. Oh. So that was exciting, and I get excited about food, so. They make cookie cakes. Cookie cakes? Look at that cookie cake. What? I don't get it. It's a stack of cookies with frosting in between Is them, and then really the top. Is it really that long? I don't know. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't know how to find out, but I must know. You know we really have to go in there. <laughs> oh, man. We thought about using that building, but it was too small for us. It was too small for us. It could have been big enough for certain things. Sure. I should see if they want me to do their marking, marketing. Marking? Excuse me, can I do your marking for you? <laughs> yes, so we have friends, they're listening. What are you doing? I am researching. Research is good. For our podcast. That's excellent. Oh, yum. Oh, stop looking. Oh, I've gained 10 pounds just looking at those pictures of those cookies. I am happily to gain. No, I really want oh, to find out. I want to find out what their cake is, if that's really a thing. So, people, what they have, These are the cookies they have. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, chocolate chip, frosted sugar, oatmeal, chocolate chip, peanut butter. Then they have specialty cookies. Caramel <laughs> sugar, cotton candy, Ooh. crepe, mm -hmm. double chip. Apparently, the crepe has Nutella. Oh. Uh, double chocolate fudge. Mm -hmm. Lemon raspberry sugar. That's what I had, and it was... You had that cookie? Yeah, they didn't bring me the one because they were afraid I wasn't going to like what you had. Well, it does have coconut in the frosting. Right, that's right. I, I like, told her I don't coconut like coconut. flavoring. I told her that's my, my least favorite thing in the world. She's really nice. So, uh, that was Katie. Katie, yeah, yeah we yeah, love Katie. We love Katie. Uh, anyway, lemon raspberry sugar, which was amazing. Then they have Nutella peanut butter, which sounds good. Salted caramel sugar. Oh, I bet that's delicious. And you had the twisted sugar. Twisted sugar, that's the one with the lime. Oh yeah. my gosh, I want another one really bad. Right? <laughs> oh, nothing makes me, there are a few things that make me happier than a really good food. Really nice people make me happier. Yeah. I said there are a few things. But it doesn't say anything about their cookies, which I'm sad about because I, I, or their cake. <laughs> I their, say, we just. I wanted to see if they had pictures of well, their they're cake. they're new, so they're still building. They are still That's building. Okay. Anyway, so that Check was them out. fun. It's a fun thing. Um, so that is my whole life right now. Sorry. That's the Here end of our podcast. Video. Thanks for listening. And over <laughs> to we have some emails. Oh, we should probably read them. We should talk about Nick first. I like what he had to say. I mean, I, I always like what he has to I say. I don't remember if I read it. Let me start that over. Oh, I did read it because he always yeah. has the best closers. Yeah, yeah, you love um, his closers. I do love his closers, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, we need to talk about Nick for other reasons. He's yes. opening Scarlet Pimpernel tomorrow. He is. At the Terrace, Beverly's Terrace Plaza Playhouse. People should see him on stage if you haven't. He's delightful. And I I've think seen the people him. people who listen to us are the people who've seen him. Right, he's. <laughs> right. I've seen him in that role. My printer's Me printing. Too. Oopsie. <laughs> I've seen him in that role too. And he's phenomenal in that role. Before I knew him, I saw him in that role. Yes. So go see him in uh, Scarlet, Pimpernel. Scarlet Pimpernel. That's important. At the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. At the Terrace Plaza. Beverly's Terrace Plaza Playhouse yes. is their new name. Yep. Tickets are online. But also come see Little Mermaid, which opens March 2nd. At Layton High School. At Layton High School. Now, let's go. You only go. get two weekends to watch that one. Yeah. And you have to get tickets because they're going to sell out. There's one Monday night show. 
All right, so we're going to start with a letter from a long-lost fan that listens but doesn't talk to us all the time. Doesn't not talk to us is the wrong word. Doesn't write in all the time. Right. Yeah. So if I say bad things, it's because I'm tired. So please forgive me in advance. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm tired, my words don't work the right way. And they come out wrong. I get it. And then people will, like judge you for 37 years because you said poo instead of boo or something. <laughs> all right. Annie Farron. Hi, you, Annie. You know Annie. I love Annie. So Annie writes in and she says, <clears throat> Hey, you cutie pies. She met me. Hey, you cutie pies. You know, I can hear her saying it, right? Uh-huh. I just wanted to tell you that I love your podcast and look forward to every new episode. That's love you nice. Too, we love her podcast. Uh, I thought I'd throw in my two cents and say that you can paint a picture with one color, but it's often more interesting with more colors. I don't believe that story. <laughs> That it's more interesting with more colors? Well, I do believe it's way more interesting with, with more colors. So, but Char She's believes... referring to something I said, which I came out kind of not completely. Not complete. What does that mean, Char? <laughs> well, you can paint a picture with one color, but what we were talking about was... Do you remember what we were talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about acting on stage, like how we get into a role. Oh, we uh, gotta have layers. Yeah. Like yeah. onions, like ogres. Right. Like yes. ogres have layers. Like oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, but if you look at a black and white picture, there are so many levels of black and levels of white. But that's not, uh-uh, uh see, that's incorrect. No, I'm That just, does not mean it's one color. That means that it's gray and, and medium gray and dark gray and black. That's four colors. Then, that's not one color, Char. you cannot paint, if that's what you're saying, if we're following that logic, then you cannot Make a picture with one color because there's always going to be the background color. What you guys are saying, I'll allow the background color without counting it as a color. But what you're saying is that this is a picture. Yeah. That I just painted with one color. Color. Yes. That's what you're saying. What is that? It is my brain. He just did a squiggly line, people. So, Some people call it just a line, not a picture. I'm going to post a selfie of this right now <laughs> so that people can see my artwork. Uh, you know have... you know who's going to like my artwork? Me. Probably, because you like everything I send out. <laughs> well. But you know who else is going to like it? Annie. Probably, because she likes everything I send out, too. <laughs> Haley. Oh, of course she will. Because we like Haley. Right. So anyway, Annie says you can paint it, but it's more colorful with more, or it's more, it's more. Interesting. Sh- yes, I forgot the word she said. Well, this was what I was saying, and thank you to Annie for completing my thought. Yes, of course. Thank you to Annie for completing our thought. Oh, I got an email from Papa John's. Are we having dinner? <laughs> no, we'll be at Little Mermaid. <laughs> well, they deliver. No, they don't. Papa John. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, we have to get enough for the whole cast. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Annie says, uh, anyway, so then she ends with quick question. This is from Annie again. What do you think the best high school theater programs do well? And what are, sorry, I forgot that this was her question. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what do you think the best high school theater programs do well? And what are some common pitfalls? <laughs> I can't see it. Otherwise, I'd finish it for you. We just had this conversation. And what are some common pitfalls when running a program like that? Common pitfalls? Yeah, that's one question. Then she's got like three more. So let's just address this one. Char? Common pitfalls of programs that don't work so well? Or (laughs) just of the programs? I'm going to read the question again. You interpret it how you will. How (laughs) you will. 
What do you think the best high school theater programs do well, mm-hmm. and what are some common pitfalls when running a program like that? Um, we forget that it's education. That's mm, a pitfall. That's a pitfall for sure. That's a pitfall. I'm totally on board no, you for have that. To name a pitfall. Uh, you don't give the, you don't expect the kids to mm. rise to you, the occasion. Yeah, you don't keep the expectation high. You don't, yeah, the expectations are too low. I think that you is drop, a common or pitfall. Or you drop your expectations. You drop your expectations yeah. because they're in high school. Well, and it's funny because Nick Belich asked something similar to this last week, two yeah. weeks ago when we episoded, mm-hmm. and he said something about how he, he judges community theater and professional differently. theater differently, yeah. but... That doesn't mean in a high school program we shouldn't strive for a professional thing. So I think that a lot of high school programs do not give their students a good service by dropping their expectations of what they want. And it goes for costumes, lights, sound, acting, everything. No. When you're dropping your expectation, that means they're never going to try and grow and become anything better than what they are. I'm not saying that they will ever be a professional theater in that moment, but it does teach them that they can grow and learn and get better and strive to be better. But if you, if you just want mediocrity or less then great, go to the high school I went to. I'm just putting it out there. We had terrible theater program. It was awful. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So that's, that's some common pitfalls. Um, common pitfalls also are not expecting, uh, not asking for help. Yes. I think they, that, they, I don't know. For some reason, sometimes they don't want to ask for help, and sometimes you ask parents for help when you don't get the help you need. Right. So we're you know both of those things are pitfalls. Um. Sorry, I'm sending out. I'm sending. You ever out. fallen in a pit? The pitfall. Shh. Knock on wood right now. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did that and then you had to call the show? I, I'm just saying, what is a pitfall? It's when you fall into a pit. Have you ever fallen into no, a pit? No, but remember when Stephen Yap did at Miss Arizona a couple years ago? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he backed right into that pit. And I was too far away, I couldn't help him. But it was like, ah, stop! Poof, and down he went. And he went between the tables and the wall. Yeah, he did not. It did not end well for him, poor guy. But he did say, I'm okay. <laughs> As he fell, I'm okay! <laughs> anyway, um, so... Uh, uh, but what do they do well? What do they do well? I think that that the best high school theater programs give their kids the ability to succeed with not but not stopping them from growing. So by that I mean that they help the kids know that they can be better, but they give them the tools. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I see high school programs that just walk out and say, "You go stand over there." Or, you go stand over there, but don't talk about why is your character moving over there? What is the motivation? What is what is your character going through? Why are you standing there next to that person that you can't stand? What would you be doing? So I think a lot of theater programs just settle for that mediocrity again. So the good theater programs, what they do well, is spend time to focus on the character and what is actually happening in that character's life. They bring the process into the product. Right. And a lot of high schools don't spend enough time, quite honestly. A lot of them try and put up a show in four or five weeks, and there's no way you can get that deep with kids who are rehearsing maybe two or three hours a day, four nights a week. Well, and it, it is difficult. The difficulties of it all is budget, because some schools have budget, some schools have zero budget, and right. they literally are trying to put things But in my experience, nothing. if you start building a program, which is not easy, I'm sure, to start from scratch, but... 
the budget comes will follow in a lot of ways, but you have to start somewhere. If you always wait for, it's like following your own dreams. It's like you and me opening up this business. If we had always just waited for everything to be perfect and lined up and for us to have a million dollars in the bank, we would have waited our whole lives. And probably not done it. And probably not done it. It's just like starting a great theater program in high school. You have to start somewhere. So if your goal is to have a great theater program, well, then start with the first step. Put a great team in place that's willing to support you. I think that's the Find thing. a production the manager. The schools that do it really well are the ones with a good team in yes, place. Yes, because there's no way, no way that one single person can do all of what a good theater program does. No. I'm not saying that there are not great shows that come from one director who does everything, because there are some good shows that come from that. Yeah, but something's but not, lacking. Not on the scale lacking. we do, even at Leighton High, I'll say it. We have a great theater program at Leighton High, and we have for years. Dennis Farron set something amazing up. But it wasn't just Dennis. No. And it's not, not just Rachel. We couldn't do a show with 120 kids with, if we didn't have the hundreds of volunteers that we have. It's true. So Absolutely. you got to start somewhere. You can't expect it to be the best in the nation the minute you start. That answered her question. Did we answer her question? I think so. But that um, was just the one. No, there's now there's one. more. Also, would you ever seriously want to live in New York? I'll admit that I've always wanted to try it for a year or two. And then she says, love you forever. I think she means love me forever. Uh, you think whatever you want, honey. Okay. Uh, signed, Annie. Um, I, I have lived in New York. I would not want to live in New York. I have lived in New York for a very short time. You were a nanny. Was a nanny. I lived in New York for a very short time, and I can say, you, it takes a particular personality to do so and enjoy it. I thought I'd want to live in New York. That's the truth, until I lived in Las Vegas. I would not want to raise a family in New York. If you're talking about New York City, I would not want to raise a family in New York City. I'd like to visit New York often. Yes, me too. For like a I five to seven days New at York. a time. <laughs> right. I would love. I was there for about. Mm, eight weeks in the city and six weeks in what they term the people live in the city as the country, which is the whole entire A weekend of in the New country. <laughs> Up in the Poughkeepsie area. You and said Poughkeepsie. I said Poughkeepsie. No, you said Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Um, and the Kingston area. And um, I love it so much. There's just such a different feel. But I wouldn't. I, I could never raise a family in New York City. I uh, always thought that I wanted to be on a big show and tried really hard, went on tours, did lots of things to get lots of experience in my career so that I could go be on a big show. And I, before I did my big show, I thought I wanted to live in New York because I thought that would be cool and it would sure. be the theater thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Las Vegas and worked for Cirque for two years, and I loved my job, but I hated it. <laughs> The job or the city? I loved, I hated the city. I hated Las Vegas. But that's for a completely different podcast that probably isn't appropriate for our listeners. (laughs) 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 We're going to have to do an after midnight podcast. (laughs) Anyway, I loved working for Cirque. I loved the cool show I got to stage manage and call every day. I thought it was amazing. But I did the same thing twice a day, did the same show twice a day, ten times a week, for two years. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting, it was boring, it was, it monotonous. was monotonous. There were days I would sit in the booth calling the show and pray for something to go wrong so that I could do something new. Oh, that's exhausting. And that's when I realized that I don't want to live in New York. 
And that's that's why I'm back here, because I get to get involved in lots of smaller shows. Equally as great, for different reasons, but I get to change every couple of months. Yeah. My favorite teacher in college said a quote that has always stuck with me. A show's going to open, and a show's going to close. And I love that, because that means that that show's going to open no matter what, no matter where we're at, no matter how good the show is, it's going to open. So you have a hard deadline. Yeah. And I love that there's a hard closing deadline, too. I actually love both of those things about Me too. too. Move on. New things. I love it. I new love people, it. Like new challenges, new sets, new everything. Um, and living in, living in New York City, like, the streets are one way, but they change. Like, in the mornings, they're one way, one direction. And then in the afternoon, they switch, and they're one way, a different direction. So you, if you can't... My dad drove down the wrong way the wrong... If you don't have... <laughs> Sharp phone started ringing. <laughs> if you don't have a garage to park in, then you have to go down and change your car every day. I had to go down and change, move the car from one side of the street to the other because it changed That's the direction. Stupid. My dad went down the wrong way once in Reno, Nevada, when we lived near Reno, and it was the funniest, funniest <laughs> thing I've ever experienced. My mom was screaming. My dad was screaming. Everybody's like, ah! We're driving straight towards cars, and there's nothing you can do. You're because, stuck. You guys got to find oh, the corner. That was amazing. That, that was a good time. Funny. All right, Annie, we love you. Uh, we also got an email from Nicholas Bleich, uh, who says, Hey, pitchy podcast crew. I have a question for you. Uh, I've seen a half dozen professional theater productions. Each of them is good, but oh, we didn't talk about this? No. I just gave away Nick's email. Oopsie. <laughs> I've seen a half dozen professional theater productions. Each of them was very good. But because I was expecting something great while watching professionals, these productions have never really wowed me. At best, they have lived up to my expectations. The experience I've seen in... in blah, 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 blah. The experience I have when seeing amateur theater is very different. I often see a high school or community theater production expecting nothing great, only to be stunned by incredible local talent. Watching a 17-year-old deliver... Watching a 17-year-old kid deliver a believable and nuanced performance that gets the audience to truly empathize with the character is absolutely electrifying. Nick, could you use smaller words? <laughs> no, keep it up, Nick. I love it. Uh, he continues, I enjoy professional theater, but I adore amateur theater. How about you guys? Professional, amateur, what kind of theater floats your boat? And he signs it. <laughs> I got to make sure to say right. it right. I know, I really worry. <laughs> He says, pitches be crazy. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, the first word I have to say is expectations. Oh, man. We have a theme. And Because that's, that's the difference, really, is the expectation that you have, and you said it. And you don't, you don't, if you go in not expecting a great thing, then anything better than mediocre is exciting. Examples. Ready? Uh, Haley and I went to New York a couple of years ago for a friend's wedding. And we had some extra time, so we went to a couple of shows. We got there. We flew on the red eye. We checked into our hotel really early. They let us check in early. I don't know why you need to know that part of the story, but now you do. <laughs> and we went to see uh, On the 20th Century with Kristen Chenoweth. Is that the name of it? On the 20th Century? 20th Century? On the yeah. 20th Century? Yeah, because it's a weird name. And it was hyped up, and everybody said it was amazing, and Haley and I were so excited. It was terrible. Well. No, it was awful. <laughs> Haley will write in and tell us how awful it was. Right. No, yeah, I heard you say that. It was boring. Right. It was lackluster. Right. It was Christian Chenoweth 
standing on stage being Kristen Chenoweth because she's Kristen Chenoweth. Some people love. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> I don't mind Kristen Chenoweth when I go to her concert or whatever, but when I go to see her in a show, I want to see the actor. You want to see the So actor. my expectations were not met. Right. However, later that night, Haley and I, well, it might have been the next day, I don't know. Whatever. Again, later. you don't need to know this part of the story. Later on. In the future of that trip, <laughs> Haley and I went to a show called It's Only a Play. And it had Nathan Lane and um, Ferris Bueller. What's his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> and uh, Stockard Channing and Rupert Gint. Rupert Gint. I don't know. A whole, like, seven people are in the show. And they were all super famous, except for one. one. Only one person in the cast had never been on Broadway before. I so wish I'd been with you. And... Haley and I were both a little like, oh, I don't know, this is probably going to be them standing. Especially after we just saw Kristen Chenoweth, we were both like, oh, blah, blah, this is going to be boring. Right. But it, we were like, you know, when are you going to see all these people on the, the right? stage? Right, that's again? an amazing cast. So we went. Talented, for sure. And it was mind-blowing. It was the best straight play I've ever seen in my life. They were so, so good. Jealous. They didn't, I never once I looked at Nathan Lane and went, that's Nathan Lane. Not one single time. And that new Some kid, character. I gotta look up his name. The new kid that was in it, that, uh, that was the only, the lesser known kid, the only non-known kid, um, he was so funny and he sang Defying Gravity, just busted it out right there on the stage. Nice. It was so good. Um, I love those kinds of shows. So, anyway, I... My expectations were overmet. Is that a word? Sure. Yeah, it's only a place written by Terrence McNally, in case you were wondering. Great uh, writer. Yes. And it won a bunch of awards, and that new that new kid that I'm about to tell you his name, please wait. Waiting. Uh, was he wow, won that is for, a good picture star Can you believe it? <laughs> Micah Stock. Micah Stock. Oh my gosh, he was so good. I want to marry him. He's cute. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so it also had uh, F. Murray Abraham. Oh, wow. So good. Matthew Broderick, Stockard yes. Channing, Rupert Grint, uh, Nathan oh, Lane, yeah. Megan Mullally, Michael's Micah Stock, oh. and then a bunch of standbys. But I it was. Those are my favorite kinds of shows. It was so amazing. It was stunning. Oh. I want to do it again. I want to do it right now. I want to do that show. Every time people talk about what shows to do, I talk about that show. I want to do that show. We're going to do it. But what if it's never... We have to lower your expectations <laughs> again. Somebody's texting me and needs an answer. <laughs> well, answer. Um, oh, that is a lot of talk, Shark. So, wait, what were we talking about? Rupert Grant. No, what Grant, was the Stalker Channing. Right. Matthew Broderick. Expectations. Expectations. Oh, amateur oh. Versus, uh, right. versus professional. Yeah, and that's a lot of it. But I think part of it is also knowing... I mean, you go on Broadway, and these are seasoned actors. I mean, that's all they do. They pay attention to their craft, and they hone their craft. And so, yeah, you should expect more from them. And then you go to an amateur thing, and these are people who have day jobs or go to school. You know, this is not their main focus. And there they are giving you uh, an authentic performance. And no matter who you are, when you see an authentic performance, you feel it. You you experience it, and that's moving. I'll call it out. Liam as Jekyll and Hyde. Right? He was stunning as Jekyll and Hyde, and something that a 17-year-old, I'm not sure, should be able to do. Eve, I thought he was absolutely stunning as Jekyll and Hyde. He was wonderful. 
But I also know that this is true because Haley and I, I'm really talking about Haley. I think I miss Haley. Um, <laughs> Haley, we need you. Um, Haley and I used to make it a thing to go to every high school performance we could go to. Like it was our thing. We would try and seek them out and go to them because they were either really bad <laughs> or really good. There was right. like never like a really in between. Mediocre. There was always like, what just happened? happened and wow. And yeah. So, um, but it's just all about your expectations. I think that's a good way of putting it. But to answer his original question, I would choose amateur shows over Broadway or professionals a good majority of the time. When I go to New York, I want to see Broadway shows. That's what I'm going for. But if it's here, I would rather go see a bunch of high school shows than to pay the money to go to a touring show. I'd rather see the high school shows. I think I would agree with you. I, I love mean, the touring shows. I love the touring shows, but I saw, I saw the touring show of Shrek that came here. I saw that one in Vegas. I was incredibly disappointed. I saw the touring show of Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my all-time favorite shows, and it was torture. Haley was with me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, and I did, I saw the Phantom tour, yeah. and I liked it, but it... There were boring parts. Yeah. And I never thought that show was boring. No, I think the Phantom is boring. But... Um, I just love the music so much, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Although I saw Drowsy on, on Broadway and was blown away. Sure. I, let's be clear. I want to go see Broadway shows. I think they're great shows. Well, I love the Broadway shows. I, and this is what I try to tell when I'm directing a show. I try to, I try to help my cast know that what makes, and I try to think about it. What makes a Broadway, what makes them so wonderful? What makes them so exciting? And I think it's the precision and the energy. Yes. I think those are two of the main ingredients of a Broadway show. I completely agree. That would make an amateur show just as a fabulous. Well, and it's important to remember that those the on Broadway, and like when I worked at Cirque, you know, we did that show over and over again, but it was spot on. It was precise yeah. in those actors were amazing, the dancers were amazing, and if they weren't, it was their job, and they got in trouble. Right. I mean, there were rehearsals and things like that that would be called to fix those things. So there's a whole difference about why people do it. And the energy I, is so different. When I worked for Cirque, I found this out, that it was it was a job. Whereas what I do now, I don't feel like I do a job. I feel, uh, most days. But now I feel like I'm doing stuff that I love, and I'm around people who love it, and they're excited to be there. And the energy is different mm -hmm. than when it's your job. Right. Because some days you're just part. there because you have to get a paycheck. Well, and, and that, you don't have any more sick days. Right, but that also plays to your mindset. Sure. Sure. Um, all right, so, Char, mm -hmm. what are your plans for uh, May 15th? Um, hello? Legally Blonde. I was just making sure that you were still on board because sometimes I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, Legally Blonde, May 15th, uh, Woods Cross High School. It's still happening. Denzel. On it's, the calendar. It's like it's for sure happening. Wait, it's not a date. But auditions for <laughs> Legally Blonde Junior were just announced at Midvale Main Street Theater. Oh, Midvale. I know, right? Auditions for Legally Blonde Junior? Mm -hmm. Aren't they the same one that was doing mm -hmm. Hairspray? Mm-hmm. And I told you you should go audition. Yeah, but I can't because I've got to do stuff with you. <laughs> Ugh. Um, we also have some breaking uh, dancing with the <laughs> stars <laughs> news because that's important. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, so, Peter Murgatroyd and Maxim Chermaskowski. Yeah. 
are officially returning. Yay! They're my and favorite. And she looks fantastic. She, she just had a baby. Just had a baby, and she looks amazing. Mm -hmm. But they have not officially announced. Oh jeez. <laughs> Um, they have not officially announced who is on the show, but Hillary Clinton said no. <laughs> Devastation. I'm sure that's a wise choice on her part. <laughs> right, right. But, um, she'd said no. Oh, well, so, moving on. Right? Um, who else said also, no? Also, Michelle Obama said no. Interesting. I think Michelle would have been fun. That surprises me, actually. Um, Ashley Simpson said no. Really? Yeah. Who's that? And, uh, I don't know what's happening down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maxim and his brother Val taking He's off taking their shirts. taking his shirt off. Uh, anyway, and the full list is going to be revealed. This is epic. This is, this is what yeah, I'm really... Come on, really soon? Don't interrupt Dancing with the Stars news. I was still talking about it. I don't it. interrupt your special segments. Really? <laughs> No. Um, the full list is being announced on March 1st. One week from yesterday, we will know the full cast list. Yes, it starts March 20... March 24th, I believe. Uh, March 23rd. March 23rd is its first night. In one month. In one month. One month from today! Yeah. Exactly one month. One month. Um, but they've already started rehearsing. Everybody knows. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, and But one person that we're 90% positive is Nick Vale... The former track star. Okay. Apparently he's... Um, and then they're saying that they're getting a couple of movie stars who are showing interest. They always do that. Right? Who cares? <laughs> so, anyway, that's my Dancing with Stars news. Char, what do you got? Uh, is that all of our emails? Yes, that's all of our emails. Oh, all right, fine. I got... Uh, I got tired. <laughs> That's lame. No, it is lame. I absolutely 100% agree. Why do we do things for the theater? Well, I, that's a good question, Char. Why do you? Well, I love the benefits of it for others that do it. Because I firmly believe there are fabulous benefits. And I can do hard things. You can. Because I do theater. How about you? I do theater because I don't prefer sleep. <laughs> I feel like you just made that up. I did. And I don't I don't you sleep. You must not prefer sleep. I no, don't prefer we sleep. Keep doing this. I prefer that you sleep. I prefer that I sleep too. Um, I do theater because I love what comes together out of people working together. Right, you start with just words on a page and then it becomes this completely alive thing. And it's amazing to me. I don't like some of the drama that happens in the process, but... Isn't that funny? It's drama. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't like the unnecessary drama. That is for sure. Sure. But I do love... I love that... You take words and you memorize them, and, and you put... You put things into action in a specific order that makes it feel like you're telling a story. I just think it's amazing. I could not agree more with you, Char. 
But I do wish it didn't take so much time. I wish that people recognized how much time it took. Yeah. Even some people who are involved don't recognize it. Lots of people involved don't recognize it. I mean, we do we do the same things they do on Broadway. I mean, the runs don't last as long. But preparing for it is the same. And yet we spend far less time than they do on Broadway because they rehearse for it. I mean... There's so many things going on besides just the actors rehearsing. Right. Absolutely. It's not just actors rehearsing. Absolutely. And there's so much work that goes into it before you ever put an actor on the stage. Absolutely. And put a, put a script in their hand. The producers trying to get the money and the props and the, the sets and designing and all the designing that happens and all the cutting that happens and all of the creating that happens and even, even revivals and shows that, you know, there's already a book for it. But there's so much that happens that makes each one, each time it's done, unique. Otherwise, why would we keep doing the same shows every time? That's an interesting question. Why do we do the same shows over and over again? Right? Because it's different. Which comes to another question that's for next podcast that I think is... Oh, I love a good next podcast question. How much do you stick to what's written on that page and how much do you think the, the writer of it really expects you to... That's an excellent question. People, write in and tell us what you think about that, because that is an excellent, excellent, Between now and then, we hope that Brandon gets to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. When do you nap, people? Let us know. Sunday. How do you nap? How do you fall asleep? Sunday. Sunday. Day of sun. I like trying to take a nap on Sunday, but it doesn't work. I had to this Sunday. What are we talking about? We're saying we love you and we should probably go. Oh, Carla's going to be here soon. Yes, she is. All right. Well, we love you and we should probably go. Like that? (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Please make sure you come see Little Mermaid at Leighton High School. Tickets can be gotten, gotten, boughten, gotten and boughten, boughten and gotten and totten, Dale. And what you're doing is supporting local theater. Amen. and, And youth in theater. Because, trust me, it doesn't support us. No. Uh, but go to lhsproductions.com and get your tickets right now for The Little Mermaid at Leighton High School. Is the tea party all sold out? I don't know. I think so. There's also a tea party if you got little ones you can try and get in, but I think it's sold. I think it's, I think it's gone. Yeah, I think it's... I but said, a good I, time will be had by all. All right, well, uh, we love you so much. We can barely stand it, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Sorry, Nick, we didn't reach our goal of 42 minutes, but we came sort of close. <laughs> That's close. I'll take it. And, you know, if you're not too embarrassed, share our podcast with people that you think might Yeah, share our it. podcast and share your questions, comments, and concerns. <laughs> At Pitch Perfectly Layton. At gmail.com. All right, kids, we love you. Goodbye. Be authentic. Be you. Don't bite anybody. Bye.